Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here, and I'm so thankful to be here with Ravi Gupta. Ravi, how are you, my friend? I'm excellent. Happy to be here. Well, thank you so much for being here, and I welcome, want to welcome Elevate Nation back uh, because we are ready to take it to another level, that's for sure. And I want to welcome everyone back because our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And again, this is a masterclass. Uh, this is for people who are looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. And it's really a mastermind session because we've got a master with us today in Ravi Gupta. And if you appreciate what we're doing, we would appreciate if you subscribe to the show, share this with a friend. I mean, there's, there's, there's one person out there that could really be exposed to this message and take their life to the next level and take it to an uncommon level for sure. We would also appreciate a rating and a review because it helps us reach our message to more people. And ultimately our goal is to reach millions of people with this message because you know what? Most people are just tolerating their life, man. They're plugging it in and they think it has to be this way, but you know what? It really doesn't. And so uh, we're going to dive in here with Ravi. And I want to tell you a little bit about him before we do so. Uh, Ravi is the co-founder and managing member of Viking Capital Investments, LLC, Viking Capital. Prior, for, prior to forming Viking Capital, LLC, Ravi was the founder and the CEO of MMG Capital, a real estate company with a multi-million dollar portfolio in the greater Washington, D.C. area. His strengths include raising capital, investor relations, repositioning, conservation, and green energy. Ravi is the director of operations for Viking Capital with an expertise on value-add renovation, construction, and asset management. Ravi also directs Viking Capital's charitable arm. Ravi graduated with distinction from the University of Virginia with a major in biology and minor in chemistry. He also received his medical doctorate from the University of Virginia and he completed residency and research fellowship training at UNC and Duke. He is a practicing physician in Northern Virginia. His interests include reading, travel, nutrition, charity, and spending time with his wife and kids. And, you know, Ravi and I met, you know, uh, I guess earlier this year and really found uh, a liking together and really a lot of commonalities in terms of just curiosity in terms of learning. I mean, you're talking about, you know, what he loves to do is to read and to travel. And, and beyond that, obviously, we share a sort of a lot of commonalities in, in real estate. But, but we wanted to bring Ravi on. And, and Ravi, tell us a little bit more about you uh, behind, you know, behind the bio. You know, we all have these, these bios and we love it. Uh, but I want to know more about you as a man. Sure. Well, yeah, happy to be here, Tyler, and, uh, and, and grateful to be on your show. Um, yeah, so, so a little bit more about me. I, I was born and brought up in uh, Massachusetts, actually, moved around a lot as a kid, and then, and then uh, grew up in Northern Virginia, pretty much where I settled, settled in. Um, uh, as I mentioned, uh, or as you mentioned, married with two kids. I, I really enjoy family life. I love spending time with my kids. I, I coach my kids' soccer team. Um, and uh, spent a lot of time with them traveling and, and going going various places. So that's a that's a big passion in my life. Um, also, uh, you know this the company and in, in this real estate company um, that we developed. And as you mentioned earlier, you sort of alluded to 
it's another way to create and, um, and to grow and contribute in your life. And uh, that's what I found specifically as uh, kind of another aspect of my life in, in, that, that it created for um, or when I formed Viking Capital. So, uh, you know, spent a lot of time you know, giving back to charities, as you, as you mentioned. Um, we uh, recently helped develop this school in India where we, we funded uh, uh, a partial build of the school. Uh, we, we gave back to our community here in uh, Fairfax County where we paid off some of the school lunches for uh, kids that couldn't afford um, some, uh, you, you know, even subsidized meals. So we're, we're every, you know, we really have a, we've formed a partnership with the, the county and uh, every, um, every uh, quarter we pay off a, a, a different school in our county. Um, so, you know, those are th those types of charities, spending time with the f family, um, you know, trying to consistently and, uh, educate myself and improve myself. That, that's, that's really what I'm about. Yeah. And I, I really love that because it does have to, you have to shift away from internal focus at some point, right? It, it can't just be all about, well, you know, my next goal and my next hurdle is to reach, you know, this sort of, you know, this sort of assets under management or this type of cash flow or whatever. And I love how you've grown to a point where it's about creating, it's about growing and contributing. So tell me more about that. I mean, was that an intentional shift or was that just a natural progression of how things have gone since you've grown the company or, or what's that process look like? Yeah, that's, you know, that's a great question. I mean, you know, like when, when you're, when you're kind of growing and, and starting off in life, you, it, the focus automatically comes to yourself. I mean, you're just, you're trying to get by, you're trying to, you know, make things happen for yourself. But then I feel like when you get to a certain point in life and you, you sort of reach this point of maybe, you know, maybe you can call it stagnation or maybe you call it uh, kind of reaching a glass ceiling um, you, you realize that there's something more out there. And, you know, I, I've had this desire to sort of, you know, give back for a, for a long time in my life, but I really felt it develop and grow, uh, recently. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this type of business that we're in, it's one that, you know, is, is really helps us very favorable to that, that type of lifestyle because, um, you are affecting a lot of people. I mean, you know, even with, you know, in real estate, you are dealing with tenants. Um, you're dealing with tenants and their families, and you know you can give back to those people. You're you're managing the property managers. Um, you know you you also develop or generate this income, and you could you could kind of keep it all to yourself, or you could give back. Um, so it's sort of sort of been a part of me for a while, but I feel like it's really grown um, uh, uh, over the past several years. I love that. So let's, I want to talk, you know, kind of about you as really, you know, such a dynamic type of a person. I mean, obviously you're a, you're a practicing physician and you're still, you're, you're growing this type of an organization, you know, to such a significant level, 250 million assets under management. And obviously with such a contributing sort of focus, you know, w was there a moment in your life uh, or was it, you know, a couple of events, maybe one specific event, or was it more of a process that got you to the point where you said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to live this uncommon life because you really are, you're living an uncommon life. I mean, wh when did that happen and, and how, how did that, how did that work from, from your perspective? Yeah, sure. And I, I feel like it was more of an organic type development for me. I mean, there's always, there's always a desire in me to, to grow and to do more in life. And I didn't know what that would lead to. And, um, you know, and, you know, just studying medicine, um, and, you know, you know, for those, for those doctors out there, those who've, who've kind of 
taken this higher educational path. It's like you, you, you just delve into it. You, you, all your energy goes into it. It's, um, you know, it's, and, and you really think that, that this is going to be it. And this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And that's the way it was for me for, for many years. I mean, I was practicing in a, in a hospital system in Northern Virginia for 12 years. And then you get, you know, you, you call it the seven year itch. And I think, you know, it's sort of cliche, but there's, there's truth to it. Like in, in, in a seven, in seven years, I felt like, Hey, look, am I, is this all I'm going to do? And then, you know, 12 years comes by and you're like, okay, there's, there's more to life. Um, during this time, actually, my wife and I started investing in um, these, these homes in DC because we were, we were thinking about initially just settling in DC and our agent at the time um, asked us a question, why buy a condo? Why not just buy a, like a small multifamily building, live in one unit and rent the other two? So that was like our first foray into to a value add proposition. And we didn't, you know, we didn't know these the terminology and the, we didn't know really what we we're doing to be honest, but we, we bought a building in uh, a small building, a three unit building in uh, DC in DuPont lived in one unit. And in fact, got paid to live in that unit, which was, which was pretty amazing. Um, and this happened at the, at the bottom of 2009. So it was like a really tough time to get a loan um, at this time. So then we, uh, we, we bought another, another three unit building and another, and another. So we ended up buying four and that was, and this was sort of, sort of like, kind of like an, or, sort of an organic type, you know, growth for us. We, we had, we, we built money up, kind of spent it on another building. My wife really was a huge factor in this cause she was, she was motivating me and like helping uh, with this process. So we had those four and we were making enough that we both were, practicing uh, medicine part-time. She's a doc as well. And um, then, you know, I was, I was sort of like relatively content with practicing part-time and it was, you know, I could do, you know, things with my, my free time as well. But uh, Vikram Raya, my business partner, a good friend approached me and he said, Hey, let's start this company. And, and I was like, you know, not really knowing what I was getting myself into really. I was like, okay, let's, you know, that sounds interesting. Um, you know, let's, let's do it. And, and that's where, that's where it all started. And it sort of grew from there. Um, so I, right now, I'm I'm sort of uh, retired from medicine. I, I really uh, I shouldn't say retired. I, I stopped being employed in 2017. I'm not financially tied to practicing medicine. I practice because I have a passion for it. And um, I'm, I started going into the field of functional medicine, which is the medicine of health and well-being. So really, really focusing on maximizing your genetics, your genetic potential. So that's that's the type of medicine I'm I'm starting to practice now. I still go into the hospital every now and then just because I enjoy it and I, I want to be there. Um, and I spend a lot of my time with Viking Capital. So that's, that's how I divide it up. That's awesome. I, it was probably a conversation for another day on sort of like epigenetics and, and that sort of uh, realm because that's highly intriguing. And I think it's important for, for Elevate Nation to really be thinking about how are you optimizing your health for sure. Because, you know, a lot of times people get so caught up in building wealth that they forget about their health. And so, you know, that, that's probably a conversation for another day. But, but I'd love to know, I mean, what you're talking about here is sort of like, you know, it's like most people in real estate, you kind of stumble into it in some ways. It's like, well, my agent told me that, you know, it'd probably be not a bad idea to, to, you know, do a little bit of a house hack. And you probably had no clue what a house hack was at that point in time and just made some sense. And it was like, wait a minute, this cash flow is kind of, it's kind of intriguing. And so you continue to build that. And I think many could, can relate. And now you've, now you're, now you've got such a significant syndication business that's acquiring assets all over United States and, and extremely active 
So I'd love to know, you know, fast forwarding to now, to today, um, in the syndication business and what you're doing with Viking Capital, what's an example of something that you've done to raise the bar recently in your business and what's come of that result? Sure. Um, so I, I think probably one of the uh, best things we've done is hire a good group of people to work with us. We've got um, two phenomenal employees, um, you know, Griffin Martins, our, sort of our senior analyst, and Alicia Galloway is, is our um, sort of executive assistant. And uh, with their help, we've really been able to grow and, and, and elevate ourselves. Um, so I think, you know, it's important to have a group of people around, surround yourself with a group of people that are like-minded, that'll continue to help you grow and your employees are part of that. So that, that really was a, a major shift for us. And that was, that would, that enabled us, um, that move really enabled us to grow, uh, the way we have, and we're, we're continuing to grow. We're, we're looking to hire more. Um, um, but that's, that's probably the biggest one I would say. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I can completely agree myself. Just bringing on a couple of staff members has been such a game changer for me. I mean, we, you know, when you get started in real estate, of course, you're, 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 you're doing everything. You're trying to figure out every single piece of the business. But as you continue, as you grow and as you scale, and that's one of the beauty, beautiful things about what you're doing is it's a scalable business. And so you've got to bring people on who are, who are helping you uh, with the processes and procedures and, and all the many different demanding sort of activities. So, so I love that. Um, I'd love to know, you know, obviously you're, you're saying yes to opportunities, you're, you're acquiring new deals, you're also bringing on new people, but what are you saying no to and how are you, you know, what sort of process or procedure do you go through personally to say, you know what, this isn't gonna work for me personally or our business or, or our core values or what, how do you say no? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, and that's, that's sometimes it's the hardest thing, you know, to say no to somebody. Um, so I think it, it really stems from a, a, a sort of a, a number of things. You mentioned values, um, that plays a big role in how we, uh, we run ourselves as a business. In fact, we spent, we spent a day, uh, sort of at this a company retreat at the Salamander resort, which is close to uh, Northern Virginia. And we sat down and just spoke about our values and spoke about what we really stood for and believed in. And if anything doesn't fit, um, in that value system we have, we, we don't do it. Um, you know, there's, there's, there've been some instances where, you know, we were, you know, some of like something I can think of off the top of my head where, um, Griffin saw something, he was like, Hey, should we do this? And then, you know, we sort of, talked about our values and we're like, this doesn't align. We're not going to do it. And we, we decided not to do it. So that's one, um, you know, one thing, uh, one way we make decisions that way. Um, another way is, uh, when, when there's, as you grow and, 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 uh, develop there are people that want more from your time, want more time from you. And it's hard to say no to those people sometimes, but that's something that I've, you know, uh, sort of, uh, been getting better and better at to just, just telling people that, Hey, look, you know, I don't have time to meet this time, but I can, you know, you can meet with you know, Alicia or Griffin, or, you know, maybe we can schedule calls at some other time, you know, so, so, uh, saying no to those types of requests have been, um, a little more difficult, but something that um, I'm growing into. Um, and then finally, uh, you know, another thing is, uh, just business development, you know, as we're growing, we get more deals from brokers and, uh, 
and brokers are giving us these deals that sort that make sense in some ways, but uh, you know, we got, we have to say no to, to some of them because we've, we're tackling others. So saying no to them is uh, also something we've learned uh, to do. Um, we, we, hope we hope we're doing it well. Yeah. I think the, the piece on sort of developing and, and being aware and clear on your values is one of those things that's like, that's, that's an easier proposition to decline certain opportunities. But I think the more challenging thing, like you said, is to how do you decline these sort of, Hey, you know, can we meet or can we have a phone call? I mean, there's so many phone call requests or, or meeting requests that, you know, you can't just take all of them. So is there any, is there any nuggets of wisdom that you've been able to uncover through, through your journey on this? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, it, as you said, it's, it's hard. Um, one question I ask myself, um, frequently is, is, um, how can I add value to this person's life? I, and I, that's like sort of a, a primary question, um, that I ask myself, uh, you know, uh, on a daily basis and when I interact with somebody. So if, um, you know, if, and here's an example, there was, uh, we were at a mastermind recently with, uh, Dave Lindahl, um, Ari mentor of that group. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there were, we were interacting with several people and there was one person in particular who, who, um, was really at a kind of a precipice in his life and things were changing and, and he wanted to, you know, he didn't, he hadn't started anything, uh, but he wanted to grow and he was like, Hey, can I meet up with you? Can I meet up? And, and, um, and I was like, you know, I thought myself in my mind, how can I add value to this person's life? And, uh, and I was thinking, you know, meeting up with him, having dinner or, or drinks or something, it's not really going to add value. It's more, and I, and then I asked him, say, Hey, what are you looking for? What do you want to accomplish? And sort of in that interaction that we had was able to figure out a way that, that I could help him and he could help us in our business. So we start, we start, sort of form this, uh, this relationship where we, you know, we've said, Hey, look, if you do this type of work for us, we, you can be, you know, potentially come on board. And it, and it, that's, that's how it helped it. Like you kind of look at that, look at that, at that moment and see what you can do, what does, what you can, what you can do to help that particular person. And, it, and, uh, and that helps you avoid maybe some, you know, other types of dinners, drinks, you know, t- other types of things that maybe don't really necessarily need to happen. Yeah, it's like, it's just taking the extra step of asking yourself, well, what can I do to add value to this person's life? And then identifying through an additional step of asking, hey, well, what, what are you looking to accomplish? You know, what, what exactly are you looking out of this for out of this relationship? And, and I think it, you know, it takes some courage, it takes some, some, some strategy. And it's like, you don't have to just run 100 miles an hour at all times. It's just just ask those questions of yourself of the other person. That's, that's actually a really good takeaway. I'm, I'm taking some notes here on that one okay. myself because that's been a that's been a struggle. Um, so, so tell me about what, some habits. What are some habits that you are, um, you know, integral towards your success? And, and I know you're a hi- very habitual person, so I'm curious to know what what habits are are very important for you. Yeah, um, you know, for me, the which I'm sure this is true for many of your listeners of your guests is is a morning routine. I mean, I think that's that's super super important. Um, and, uh, you know, what I do typically is I try, I get up early. Um, I, I try to work out, um, regularly, um, probably four or five times a week, um, meditate, you know, focus on the day and what do I want to accomplish. Um, and I have, you know, in, in my, uh, my area where I work out at home, I have a poster of my year goals that I, I look at on a, you know, consistent daily basis. 
Um, so that really, you know, that, that uh, morning routine really helps me get going for the day. Um, you know, also I, I'm a big Tony Robbins fan. I, I, I think you are as well. I, oh, yeah. I believe that we had this yeah, conversation. So um, I use, you know, RPM to, to plan out my day. It's this rapid planning method um, that Tony Robbins teaches. And uh, I, I plan out my day, plan out my year. Um, so really have everything laid out so that um, I know what, what I'm going to accomplish that particular day, that particular week. Um, and, uh, you know, that year, um, and it makes it easier to go about life knowing, you know, having a clear idea, uh, what your goals are, you know, as Tony Robbins says, clarity is power. So you, you, um, you know, you have a clear idea and then you, when you have, when you pull back, when you're having fun, you know, with friends, with family, you can really pull back and know that, you know, you deserve kind of the, the fun that you're having. Yeah, I love that. I mean, all of the, I mean, I think Elevate Nation's got to go back and, and replay that because there's so many things you can apply immediately. I think number one, you know, one thing that we see so frequently is, you know, getting up early, you know, it, look, it's not required, but I, it's, it's a pattern. I mean, it, highly successful people are up early and they're treating themselves with, you know, priority where they work out, you know, meditate, uh, you know, look at your goals. And, and, and I love the RPM method because, you know, rapid planning uh, method and also the fact that it's it's about the result and what's the purpose for that result and then your massive action plan I mean that's it's so huge and if you can apply that to every single one of your goals I mean that's how you start to chunk things down because what's the next action what's the most you know what's the what's the highest priority when it comes to my goal if you can chunk that down I mean rather than obviously you want to think big you want to think as big as you possibly can but if you can break it down to this process you know it's a total life changer and that's how that's how guys like Ravi are making it happen. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'd love to know, um, you know, beyond in your habits, uh, what's an investment that's been uh, a game changer for you? You know, it doesn't have to be a real estate deal, of course, but uh, what's been a really important investment for you over the past year or so? Yeah, uh, good question. I, I recently invested in this solar company um, uh, that is uh, based in Pakistan. Um, and one of my investors, his, uh, he's, he's a fellow physician works in the hospital where I work. His wife started this, this solar company. Um, and she creates these microgrids um, in, in developing countries. And she focuses on Pakistan because that's, she's Pakistani. She, she was uh, born there. Um, and she wants to expand to other areas. Um, but I love uh, her ultimate goal. I mean, it's like, she is, the problem in developing countries with energy is, is that, uh, it's, it's very, um, uh, you know, it's very unreliable. Um, in some places, some villages, they don't have power. I mean, it, it takes a lot of infrastructure to build those power lines, um, and a lot of maintenance, which some of these countries can't afford. Um, so she creates these microgrids for these, these, uh, people and it makes huge, huge, huge impacts in their lives. I mean, you know, one story that she told me, which was, which was very eye opening, was, um, there, there was one particular farmer and he, uh, charges his phone once a week. And he does that in a, in a city, which is about four hour, three or four hours drive away. Um, and one day his son was playing with his phone at night and then the farmer woke up and saw that his phone didn't have charge. So he goes, you know, four hours to the, so he stops working, obviously has to go to the city for four hours, charges his phone and sits there for like six hours while the phone charges. 
comes back, has to pay for that trip back and forth to charging his phone, loses a day of productivity. And, um, you know, and, and, and that's his life. I mean, that's, that's what he does. And what she's doing is creating a microgrid and it's an affordable grid where it's, and it's solar green powered where he can charge his phone right there at home. And it seems like such a basic thing to us, but it's a huge, huge, uh, you know, deal for these, for these people. And it, improves their productivity, improves their life. I mean, having a light at night to study is a huge deal and for these people, from these kids. So uh, I invested in this company um, and uh, I want to continue to invest in them. And that's, that's probably one of the kind of the coolest, um, most interesting investments I've made. Yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's yeah. you forget, you forget how many people in the world, you know, just don't have the standard of living that we just really take for granted on a daily basis. So I think it's another reminder that, you know, success is our duty, you know, like you've got to, you've got to elevate, you know, to a level where you can give back and you can make an impact in these type of ways. I mean, there's so many other different opportunities, whether it's, you know, investing in microgrids and in, in Pakistan. Uh, you know, or, or so many different things. So, so I love that. I, I'm curious to know what, what other, uh, what's a, maybe a small investment you've made in yourself that's really made a big difference for you? Um, I think uh, probably uh, personal coaching, I would say, is, is uh, a, a investment I made in myself and something that I was not really sure about initially. And, and, you know, I, I, I heard, I heard from, uh, from Vikram, my, my business partner, he was like, Hey, look, you know, this is a good idea. You should, you should try it out. So I tried it out with some coaches and didn't, you know, things didn't really work out as I wanted, but then I realized sort of, you get what you pay for, you know, in essence, mm-hmm. like you, if you pay, you're paying like a couple hundred bucks to this coach thinking you're going to get so much out of it. I mean, you may, but chances are you might, you probably won't as much as some of these other coaches out there that, that will charge more. So, you know, as an investment, I, I decided, Hey, it's worth, paying, you know, this amount of money uh, for this, this type of coach. And, and I've got a great one now and that's, and, and he has really uh, been helping me tremendously. His name is Trevor McGregor. Um, and I know you know him quite well. Um, and, uh, he's been helping tremendously. So that's, that's an investment in myself that, that definitely paid off. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't, I could not agree more. Um, beyond that, I'd love to know, you know, one thing is that, you know, we always learn from, from success, of course, but we also learn from failure. So I'm curious to know, you know, what type of failure has been something that's like been maybe, maybe it was even devastating at the time, but sets you up for later success. I don't know if there's been anything like that, or if there's maybe something less severe, but curious to know, you know, what sort of wisdom you, you gained from that experience. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I was thinking about this, um, you know, uh, this question. And I think, I think, uh, or I was thinking about in the past and there's probably two, two things I can think of. One personal failure was, I was in a relationship, uh, when I was younger, I thought it would you know lead to something greater. And then we ended up breaking up and, uh, and, uh, I, uh, it, it sort of put me in a position where I had to kind of rethink about my life and rethink about who I, what I, who I was and what I was about. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, this story may resonate with a lot of people, but it, uh, you know, it really, uh, kind of grounds you and like, you know, you have to really build yourself up from a fundamental level. And, and, uh, that is, you know, that's, that's one experience of failure that I think has become a success because, you know, I figured out a lot of blind spots and things that I wasn't aware of. And, you know, I, I really got into self-improvement and I I went to different, uh, you know, landmark forum is some, is, is a, is like this uh, 
course that I, that I went to that really helped me, you know, kind of see my blind spots and, and, and open that up, open that possibility up to have a better life and, and the Tony Robbins stuff we've been talking about. So, um, that was one. And then sort of like a business, uh, failure, um, was, uh, this was when my father and I were sort of flipping homes back in 2005, 2006, not really knowing what I was doing again. Um, building off the organic market, not having a clear exit plan, ended up buying a, this house and uh, the market dipped right when we purchased it. So bought it at the peak, you know, and ended up literally just this year selling it for a loss. Um, so like, you know, in, in, in general, big, big financial loss, but, um, but it was a huge uh, educational uh, failure. I, I mean, you know, um, really, you know, failure, you can, you can call it a failure, you can call it a learning experience, but, uh, it, it was, it was a huge learning experience. I mean, you know, I, and that really helped frame how I practice as a, uh, multifamily syndicator. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I know the importance of market cycles of really focusing on uh, a good exit, focusing on a good business plan. It sort of like, you know, encapsulates that whole bit of, uh, you know, how I want to perform, uh, uh, as an operator. Yeah, it's almost like uh, tuition, you know, at times you have to, you know, you, you're going to take the blows to the chest uh, or to the to the chin. And, you know, it, it can be extremely stressful. And, you know, you can have so much remorse, or you can look at it and say, you know what, this is a learning experience. There's something here that I was supposed to learn. And I'm going to take it and I'm and I'm going to turn it into a success. I'm going to turn this lemon into lemonades. Uh, and that's, that's, that's certainly, you know, it, it's, it's not, unusual. I mean, so many people have challenges, especially early in their real estate investing business. It's like, look, you're gonna make mistakes, just expect it. Don't let it, you know, paralyze you. Because I see so many people, you know, they read every book uh, on the shelf about real estate investing. And they say, well, you know, I, I'm ready to do it. I don't know what to do. But what if I make a mistake? And so I think it's great to see, you know, the fact that you've been able to have so much success off of something that you know, a lot of people would say, man, it took you that long to get rid of that thing. It's like, wow, you're talking about what, 15 years later. Um, and, and obviously, you know, you shouldn't be ashamed of that at all. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, uh, I, I, that's a good point you make. And, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta throw your hat over the fence and figure out a way to get it. You know, it's, it's, um, if you sit there and you, you know, you're, you have that analytical mindset and you're like, you're just immobile because you're, you're not making a decision that's harmful to, that's like the, you know, harmful in the other way. So it's really, you got to find a good, happy medium there. Um, you have to be willing to take chances. You've got to be willing to be okay with uncertainty and variety in life. I mean, that's, that's an important part of growing. If you don't have that uncertainty and, and, and maybe that discomfort, if you don't have that, then you're, you're really not growing. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's important to think about. Well, I, I believe it was Tony Robbins who said this, but he says, the, you know, the level of success that you can expect to achieve in your life is the, it equals the amount of uncertainty you're willing to accept in your life. And I, I think it was Tony Robbins, but, but that really stuck out to me because like, you know, every single deal is uncertain. I mean, yeah, we can do our due diligence. We can underwrite this thing, you know, all the way, you know, you know, from frontwards to backwards. And we can, we can really kind of do our, you know, our lease audit and all these different things. And we know everything about this deal, but still at the end of the day, I mean, what happens tomorrow is not what happened, you know, yesterday, but you can't let that paralyze you. So um, be willing to take chances and, and embrace uncertainty, I think is a great reminder. Um, so tell me, um, you know, beyond that, uh, beyond 
some failures. Um, but, but what we want to kind of focus on is like where focus goes, energy flows is success, right? Success also leaves clues. So I'm curious to know, you know, who's one or two role models that, that inspire you that you look up to? Yeah, well, um, there, there's several, I think just, you know, in different facets of life. I, I have different role models, you know, in, in, um, sort of the multifamily syndication space, um, you know, Joe Fairless is uh, a big name and I, I really respect what he does and, and I, I look up to him um, in, in business as well. Elon Musk is, is a role model for me um, in medicine. Uh, Dr. Mark Hyman, he's sort of like the father of functional medicine. Yeah. So I, I uh, look up to him um, and kind of in, in, in self growth, uh, Tony Robbins, uh, Oprah Winfrey, somebody else that I, I like a lot. And then uh, sort of, you know, like politically, I've got uh, Barack Obama, Al Gore, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. Uh, th- those are some of the people that I find uh, to be models for me. That's cool. And what I see from that is like, you have role models in different areas of your life. You know, right. it's like, hey, practically, you know, you're growing a syndication business and Joe inspires you in that way. And also, you know, somebody that you can sort of model. And I love, you know, thinking about like even going down the list. I mean, Elon obviously is thinking bigger than almost anybody on the planet. And also, you know, talking about Dr. Mark Hyman, I'm familiar with him as well. And, and just thinking about your, your passion for functional medicine, but also for health and, and, and vitality. So it's, it's a great reminder or perhaps a distinction for Elevate Nation is like, you know, if you want to model things, you know, pick models for different areas of your life, for, for your business, for your health, for your inspiration for your personal development, your personal growth, uh, you know, politically, whatever it may be. So I appreciate you sharing that. That that's really cool. Yeah, um, it's, it's uh, and something that uh, that Trevor says, and that I'm sure that you're aware of is like you you think about having a round table. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. the people, your role models. You you imagine them sitting at a table, and um, when there's a difficult decision to make in your life, a difficult aspect in your life, you're trying to get through. You, you think about asking each one of these people how they would respond in that particular situation. And it helps you clarify um, what you should do. So that's, that's, that's a great tool and technique as well. It really is. Um, you know, actually, if you've read the book, Think and Grow Rich, which I talk about frequently, you know, he talks about building your own imaginary board of advisors. And if you, you know, before you go to bed at night, you know, close your eyes and imagine your board of advisors. And I, I, may, be, I may be butchering the phrase of what he calls them, but it's essentially a board of advisors. It's like, all right, closing my eyes. I'm sitting here with Elon. I'm talking to, you know, Tony Robbins. I've got Oprah over here. What, is, what does Oprah say about this decision? I mean, it's amazing how that process actually does transpire in your mind because you think like a lot of people who haven't done this, like, man, this sounds ridiculous. Like, what are you talking about? But it is amazing because for some, somehow you actually get their wise perspective and it's like, okay, now it makes sense. I actually, you know, I got the advisory from my counsel. And yeah. I highly recommend, uh, I highly recommend Elevate Nation to, to try this out. Um, you know, build your own round table, build your own, you know, board of advisors, board of directors in your life, in your business. It will certainly make a difference. So that's, that's, that's great. What's, um, what's a goal that you're most proud of accomplishing over the past 12 months? Um, so uh, I, I went to the, uh, the um, Date with Destiny uh, event in West Palm beach. And, and in that event, you list out your goals. Um, and that's another Tony Robbins event, Tony Robbins event. So, 
uh, I, you know, thinking about those goals and the, the ones that I'm most proud of, um, I, I really think the first is uh, being a, a coach, soccer coach to my kids. Um, and that's something I, I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I'm coaching both my sons and daughters soccer team. They're, they're six, and, uh, six and four years old. Uh, and that, that's tons of fun. And I love it. Um, I've, uh, I've reached my financial goals for the year. So super excited about that. Um, the, the charitable goals that, uh, I have, I've, I've, uh, almost reached. In fact, actually I've, I've, I think I just reached the last one uh, recently. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, reaching those. And then, uh, another one that I'm proud about is starting a podcast of my own, like, like you are Tyler. So I, I've got one called doctors, real estate and money. Uh, my niche group of, um, listeners are physicians who want to invest in real estate. And, um, I've got several episodes out currently and, uh, growing that as well. I love it. What's a goal that you're most inspired and uncomfortably working towards now? Um, I would say, uh, that's a good question. Um, let me see. I thought about this. Um, I would say, uh, something that I am most inspired by, I think is, uh, sort of becoming a, a thought leader, uh, in the space of, of real estate. Um, it's, it's sort of uncomfortable in the sense that <clears throat> it's another area of, um, of growth that uh, I, I really didn't anticipate and it, you know, I'm learning and grow and, you know, this podcast, for example, and um, talking to investors, um, being masterminds and things of that sort. Um, that's something that I didn't anticipate uh, happening, but I'm learning as I go. And it's, uh, that's something that I'm proud of. I'm proud of the direction I'm going, but it's, it's also uncomfortable, but I think un being uncomfortable is a good thing because it's uh, allowing me to grow in that direction. Yeah, that, no, I totally agree. I think it's, I think you can, uh, you can tell that the compass is in the right direction when you're starting to feel some discomfort and uh, something I always have to remind myself and it, it, we always have to remind ourselves because if you slip into complacency and comfort, then you're not going to become who you're ultimately meant to become. So I think that's really, really uh, a great reminder. Um, so, so Robbie, what's the driving force behind what you do? I know you're so, you're such a contributor. I mean, you're, you're talking about setting charitable goals and obviously exceeding those, uh, on a continual basis. And then, you know, investing for impact that we've talked about, you know, coaching your kids, soccer teams, what, what's the overall driving force behind what you do? Yeah, I, I um, <clears throat> you know, I really, it, it brings me back to, um, this, uh, time I, I went to Japan with some friends um, and this was this was years ago and there's a Japanese philosophy where when you're staying in a room you you leave it better than when you came in so you you know you, you take care of the space and when the person who who uh, you know if you're renting a room or what what have you person the owner comes back and says wow this is better than I even left it to them and and that's the sort of that's the sort of model I have for my life. I mean, that, that, that culture, culturally, um, Japanese cultural thing really impacted me in a lot of ways. So, um, you know, I, in, in whatever I do, I try to do, tr I think about, Hey, look, this, you know, my life is, is only going to be so long and I just want to leave the most impact I can. So that's, that's sort of a driving force. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about my kids and, and helping them grow and, seeing and, and modeling for them, you know, that you can really 
enjoy your life and do what you want in life and be, and, and be passionate and, and uh, still, um, you know, make money and have a, have a good life. Um, you know, uh, that's a driving force. Um, the, the, uh, the charitable uh, part of my life that I mentioned to you is a big driving force. And, you know, I see, you know, um, when I, when I see myself looking back on my life, you know, many years down the road, hopefully, um, you know, I, I, I want to say, Hey, look, I was able to impact, you know, X number of people, X number of people. I was able to, you know, um, you know, invest in these uh, sustainable types of investments, um, that, that are, that's helping, you know, the world on a different level. Um, those are, those are types of things that drive me. Those are the thoughts that really get me going. I think it's a, a great reminder that we, we do need to embrace the fact that, you know, we have mortality, you know, it's not forever, but you know, not to be, you know, scared or morbid about that thought, but just to say, you know what, I need, how am I acting today? Because ultimately how I am in, in the present moment is really what makes up our life. And, and, you know, at, at some point you're going to look back and say, well, what did I do? You know, what I, something that I'm proud of. And I just think it's a great reminder um, to, to really look back and say, here, you know, here's the amount of people that I've been able to impact. Here's, here's the really important things. Cause we all get caught up in the day to day. And if we don't, if, we, if we're not careful, then we're not going to, you know, to really have a life that we're proud of. And so I just think it's a great reminder. So, uh, so from here, uh, I want to move into our rapid fire section. And what we do is we call this a rare air questionnaire. And the reason why we call it that is because, you know, we're, we're theoretically elevate nation, we're climbing Mount Everest. You know, we've, We've reached above the clouds. Most people gave up hours ago, um, but we didn't. And um, you know, we're continuing to push beyond our limits. We're continuing to raise that bar. So uh, I've got a few questions here. First of which, uh, what's the most impactful book that you've ever read? Um, so there's a lot, a lot of them. I, I think um, there's, there's several different categories that I mentioned before, but Getting the Yes uh, by Roger Fisher uh, and William Urey is, is, is a big one. Um, the, the one thing, Gary Keller, that's, that's a huge one. I, there's a, so many good books. It's hard for me to name one, but I would, I would really say those two are huge. Um, I think in, in health, you are the placebo, Joe Dispenza and food, which I eat. Mark Hyman were big ones for me. And then, um, sort of like some kind of like this political type stuff is, uh, confessions of an economic hitman and creature from Jekyll Island. Uh, those are some of the so some of the books that that I thought about in the top of my head that are that are phenomenal. That's and, awesome. And finally, never split the difference. Chris Voss is awesome too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That one uh, actually that mixed with getting to yes, like if you can master the concepts of both of those books, I think you become a world class negotiator because oh, yeah. it's really two types of negotiating, right? Getting to yes yeah. is the principle, you know, overlapping interest. Obviously, it's much more complex than that, but it's a it's a comprehensive read. Totally agree. And then, you know, never split the difference is like the emotion. How do you tap into the emotions of, you know, look, we're, we're emotional beings. So I love that. And, and I've also read one thing I, I would agree is uh, such an impactful, you know, very simple concept. But it's like, well, what's the one thing I can do that really makes everything else either, you know, unnecessary or irrelevant? Um, it's a concept that's a game changer. So I'll have to check out those others. And we'll put uh, we'll put links in the uh, in the show notes to all these books here. Um, and I love also, I, <laughs> this happens so frequently, but I ask what's the most impactful book and I get like six or seven. So I, I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to say one. It, it's hard. I, it's hard to give one answer. 
Leaders are readers. Leaders are readers. So what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? I know we talked about morning routine. We talked about, you know, all the different things that, that you do there and your habits. Um, but I'm curious to know, you know, beyond that, I mean, what's, a, what's another way or in a, in a very impactful way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? I, I think the, um, I, I really think it's the primary question of, um, you know, how can I bring value to people? Um, because when you give, uh, you really get more than you, you give. Uh, I mean, so I think that that really adds value and elevates uh, anybody. Um, so that, that I would say that is that the primary question of how can I add value to another person's life? And thinking about that and really acting on that um, helps bring value to my life. That's great. I, that's a great, um, that's a great nugget that, you know, what, what is your primary question? You know, if you develop your own core values to develop your own sort of mission statement and sort of condense that into a overarching primary question, continue to ask yourself that that's, that's, that's really good. Um, tell me about how do you elevate others around you? Well, um, I think, uh, you know, the, the things that we mentioned, um, uh, and, uh, I also just bringing a, a positive energy, uh, you know, cause you know, when, when somebody comes in with a positive energy, you know, they're, they're passionate, um, they, uh, they want to grow and contribute that energy starts permeating, uh, to other people. And, and, um, that's, you know, that, that's all you can really do. You know, you can, you can try to help someone in, in certain ways, but you bring in that positive energy makes a huge difference and in, in impact in others as well. So that's, that's one other example I can think of amongst the others that we've already discussed. Well, and it's, it, it comes back to the primary question, right? How can I add value to someone else? And if you right. come, if you bring that energy to any sort of interaction, you're bringing a positive energy of a giving energy. You're not, you're not asking to receive something else from this person. And so it, it happens naturally uh, in that, in that uh, perspective. So that's really, really amazing. Um, so tell me, uh, do you have any parting thoughts, uh, words of wisdom for Elevate Nation based on what we've talked about today? Yeah, no, I, I think this was, this was a great uh, podcast and I, I, we, we spoke about so much. Um, I, you know, I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to share these aspects of my life and um, really, uh, you know, what we, we discussed, I think really encapsulates sort of the way I think about things on a uh, kind of fundamental level. I, I really feel that um, the one thing that I can impart is for uh, really to encourage people to uh, be comfortable with uncertainty and variety in life. Um, I, that's the one thing I feel like that, that holds people back from developing their business, from growing you know, in, in, in different directions in life. And if, if you can really be comfortable with that, that can make you, you, that can make your life tremendously different and improved. Um, and uh, in fact, when people ask me, um, you know, hey, look, how did you how did you do all this? How did you you know start this business? How did you sort of you know pull back from medicine? Because a lot of docs ask me like all the time, like you know, hey, look, I'm burnt out. I'm like you know, how, I'll, like teach me how I can pull back a little bit. And um, it really comes down to being you know comfortable with uncertainty. I mean, that, that's really what it is. And if you are comfortable with that, you can, you can make anything happen. That's an amazing takeaway. And Elevate Nation has got to play this episode again, because it is all about uncertainty. It's about developing that comfort level and being uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking notes here. So I highly recommend Elevate Nation to be taking notes and acting on this because it's all about taking massive action now. You know, it's okay. 
we learn. That's great. And I, I'm all about learning. I think Ravi, you are too. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's about taking massive action. So I want to remind you to do that. If you're listening today, you know, go out and take some, take some steps towards, you know, embracing that uncertainty. And so, so Ravi, I, I really appreciate you taking time today. Um, if Elevate Nation wanted to stay in contact with you and follow along with what you are doing as well as your company, how can they do that? Yeah, you can uh, reach me at uh, via email. That's probably the easiest way. I'm also on LinkedIn, um, but uh, email is rgupta. It's R-G-U-P-T-A at vikingcapllc.com. It's V-I-K-I-N-G-C-A-P-L-C.com. Um, you can, uh, also listen to my podcast as well. Doctors, real estate and money. Um, and you don't have to be a doctor to listen to it. I just, you know, that's, that's sort of my niche group, but, uh, anybody can get information out of that. I love it. I love it. Well, um, overall, you know, really, really appreciate you being with us today. And, uh, you know, I want to remind you guys, I mean, we talked about it just a minute ago, but it's about repetition. I mean, if you listen to this one time, you're definitely going to get a lot of wisdom. If you listen to it two times, you know, repetition, you're going to find out some more information that you didn't hear first. So listen to it again, take notes, share this with a friend, because you know, there's so many people, like I said, in the beginning of the show, that are just plugging it in, they're tolerating their life, you know, help somebody else get to a point where, you know, where they can really live to the highest limits. And so, uh, you know, really, at the end of the day, we really, really appreciate you being here, Ravi. And uh, until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit tylerchesser.com.